0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of James Shows Darren Games. Um, this is a little podcast slash show um, where two friends get together every couple of weeks and we, uh, we play some games and we chat about them.
1: That speaking is your host, James, and I'm Darren, the co-host, I guess. Uh, We just finished a game called A Way Out, well actually just the first kind of sequence of it, and we're going to chat about how we felt about it.
0: Yeah, um, just a little bit of background. Darren and I have been friends uh, for 20-ish
1: years I want to say now. Yeah, so we started high school in 95 and we probably got we were closer friends like a one or two years after that in Greenpoint. Yeah. Nine. So we've been friends since then. Um, yeah, I uh, introduced this guy to his, who would be his future wife, who's his wife now. And we were, I was best man at his wedding. And so we've, yeah, we've got a pretty long history together. And uh, yeah, we have a common bond in
0: video games. So, uh, Something we always usually do when we get together is play some games. So um, yeah, let's chat about our first little impression a few hours in of A Way Out, uh, which is a cooperative-only game, which is kind of
1: interesting. Yeah, we've played our fair share of co-op games in the past. We've played through a lot of Gears of War together, done a lot of fighting games together, We've played a lot of games, um, even solo, where one of us is kind of giving commentary while the other's playing. So it's not unusual for us to play a game sitting on the couch together, but to have a game that is made only for co-op play is something that we haven't seen a lot of for forever, I guess. Yeah. And
0: uh, yeah, this game starts off, you get to select between... Vincent or Leo, Um, Vincent seems a bit more kind of uh, in jail by kind of circumstances, whereas uh, Leo seems the type of guy that was uh, almost destined to end up in a place like that. Sure, sure. And um, yeah, what was kind of your initial impressions?
1: Well, one of the things we actually talked about when we played was we get a really small introduction to these characters and then we're tasked with choosing which character we're going to play, and what I found interesting was there wasn't anything about an individual character. Sure there was some differences, they had a different voice, they looked different, and there was a little bit of, you know, Leo's the guy that gets shit done and Vincent is kind of more of a thinky, a thinkers person, um, but there wasn't anything other than that that stood out about a character and either of us were like, I'll just pick based on what you pick. There's There wasn't anything that really grabbed me about the characters, enough to say, oh, I got to play this guy. And I would have really liked that at the initial choice, short of in other games, sometimes, you know, you'll, you'll pick a character before you even do anything story-wise. So here we have an opportunity to be introduced to a character narratively, and then we get to pick. But I felt like it was a missed opportunity to make something of that character before we got to make the choice. Yeah. So, that was my opinion.
0: Yeah, it does kind of jump you in blindly of, like, you get a little bit of flavor text, but beyond that, you don't really have an insight of who these characters actually are. Um, Yeah, beyond that, um... Uh, Leo's kind of already in jail where Vincent's kind of making his way in. And uh, it's uh, it's a very cinematic game. Right. Um, yeah, In terms of what there is as a game, um, there isn't a ton to it. Um, I mean, it reminds me a lot of kind of story-driven games um, that are more narrative-focused, like Life is Strange sure, or
1: Heavy sure. Rain um yeah i was i was thinking of both of those as well um how you have to make choices for the character that in terms of interaction are kind of irrelevant to the plot moving forward like if i choose to talk to this person and then the choices i make in my character dialogue that doesn't propel the narrative forward but it's just giving you the option to interact as that character as that avatar
0: yeah um but yeah there was a, a fair share of uh quick time events for sure which um they were done kind of in obvious ways like there was a fight scene kind of at the beginning right and it was very predictable you know press x at the right time to land a punch and then y it's kind of counter an attack so that was pretty obvious um which i guess how else would you kind of do that mechanic.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that was our first real introduction to using those quick time events because up until that point we were walking through a set piece and talking to people and not really making a decision one way or the other of who we were, or what we were doing or the actions we were taking. And what was interesting I think about that for me was you mentioned the word cinematic and I felt the same thing. But what changed in this is that both narratives were hap- happening simultaneously. So this concurrent narrative that was happening at the same time where we got to see both characters' perspectives. And in some ways that was really interesting. And at the same time, I wanted to you know, get a visual. I wanted to keep looking at James's screen or, or you know, Leo's story yeah. to figure out, oh, what am I missing? Is there anything important about his character that I'm missing? and I haven't seen that a lot in cinema. There's been a few very few movies that have done the split screen stuff that happened with this concurrent narrative. Um, and that was interesting to me. I liked seeing that and moving into that quick time thing that was our first experience with actual mechanisms in the game and even then it was press x before the timer runs out. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it later on in the game too but Everything was coming in these threes, right? So when we're fighting, we punch the guy three times, and then we do a, an evade move, and then we kick the guy and punch him three times, and then we do an evade move. Um, and I just think that, um, I guess because we've seen the the three, you know, this the three sequence so many times in games, I feel like there's room to change that expectation. In a game that is very cinematic, like Life is Strange, right? Like uh, um, Heavy Rain, right? There's opportunities in that where you don't have to go through the game feel to get a feel of interacting with the character. And I'm not saying that that was a bad thing. I feel like in a game like this, there's so little required of us up to this point as players that I didn't feel that we needed to go through a big fight sequence to make us feel like we were interacting. Um, I know from my walkthrough initially in the game playing as Vincent, I'm not sure how it felt for Leo because Leo was already in prison and Vincent is being introduced to it, I was trying really hard to provoke guards. Um, my whole entrance into the prison I, I walk in and I, uh, you know, I have to strip and then I get showered and then I grab my clothes and I walk in and the warden introduces himself and the warden essentially provokes one of the inmates to ask a question and when he does, forces one of the guards to beat him. So we have this idea that, you know, this is a hard place and there's these moments, but there was nothing that I could do in that sequence to make a guard react to me other than shoo shoot me away with his hand. And I felt, again, visually and cinematically, that was another missed opportunity for them to push harder than they did. Because that opening sequence, we got in that fight eventually, But that I was already in prison by the time that happened. That was like the next day or the next sequence or whatever. I'm not sure how you felt being already in the prison and if that experience was different for you.
0: Well, I think with these type of games, um, they are very linear in fashion of like, you are kind of driven down this path of the story. And I guess, I don't know how much work it would be to kind of add, you know, you bump into a guard and then maybe there is a confrontation there. Um, but I do see how that, like, if this was a real world with a real setting, mm. and you've witnessed this happen to other prisoners, why isn't it happening sure. to you, yeah. kind of does break that a bit of immersion. Um,
1: but yeah, that's a that's an interesting point. Yeah, speaking of the shower sequence too, um, there's lots of dudes butts, right? But we actually saw some male frontal nudity too, which, in a video game, let alone a console video game, that's not something that happens all the time. Yeah. So for me, like, you know, we see that in movies and stuff like that from time to time, and still even in film, American film, whatever, North American film, it's not, it's not something that you see very often. I mean. I see it every time I take a shower, so you know it's not—it's not a big deal for me. But at the same time, um, having that on the screen in a video game was actually—I think—it was a new experience, if I'm being honest about it.
0: I think the only—I think Grand Theft Auto Five did a male frontal thing, mm-hmm. but I think it was done kind of in jest. Gotcha. Um, this was done as. The guy is taking a shower and he turns slightly and there it is and uh yeah it wasn't done as a joke or it was
1: just just a normal a normal occurrence thing. yeah yeah and i felt that that in a way added to it added a added to the weight of the sequence because if i remember correctly um there was more focus, if you could say, on that sequence, even though it was still split screen, I think. But there was more focus at that time on Vincent than there was on Leo. Leo was kind of, um, you were like in an upper echelon of the prison and kind of looking down, waiting for Vincent to come out with all the other new inmates. Um, So I think that that kind of set, it set a bit of a bar for how serious or how Real that this story was going yeah. to be, and I think too that that's to me that was in conflict with not being able to provoke a guard. Similar right. like with the guard, he'd he'd push some of the guards would push you away, and it was a very similar animation. But I think even just like maybe you know third times the charm in video games, right? But maybe you do it a third time, and they pull out their club, and just like throw a thread out there or something like that right. just to add again that level of realness and for the Vincent character I'm now I'm actually in prison like this is happening yeah right? so I think I think some of that was really compelling and really powerful in that way And other in other ways it was just um, it was almost like a follow the dot sequence of me just walking from point A to point B to point C as I was introduced to the to this prison sequence, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think some of that is just limitations of probably development. Hmm. Um, I know, I think it's a pretty small studio that worked on the game and I'm sure they were kind of stretched um, for resources, but yeah, it's something that it kind of showed that, yeah, this is a game and there are kind of those invisible walls that you hit. Um, one thing I did like was, uh, the focusing of split screen and, Mm -hmm. uh, when there was a kind of an important moment for one character versus the other, um, it would kind of take up more screen real estate. Yes. Um, I thought that was interesting. The only downside of having this continuous split screen was if you would engage in dialogue at the same time. Um... I did notice it kind right. of muffled one side of the dialogue. That's right, yeah. Um, which I don't know if it was trying to pick which side was more important.
2: Mm.
1: Um I've i I remember hearing that happen in other co-op games we've played, when we're interacting at different times. Borderlands was one is one that jumps to mind. But when you are in your in your HUD in Borderlands, so like in your backpack and inventory system or whatever, it dulls the sounds from the other player which I thought was an interesting way to do that and I don't know if maybe it doesn't seem like it's a limitation of the system because when you're live and you're shooting things and whatnot you get sounds from both characters so I'm not sure why they do that but it's it seemed again in this particular sequence when if Vincent started talking and then Leo started talking Leo's uh, Vincent's dialogue would get muffled and then Leo's would... because it was just the second one that took place um, Or maybe I'm remembering that wrong, it was the reverse But either way, once you, once one was going, one of them would be muffled if you started up a second dialogue at post... like So it was that. whatever the newest dialogue initiated would be Because yeah. you'd also... there'd be some voice sequences where one was muffled and then the other one would finish and then the muffled one would come back to the front, even though it was still ongoing. Yeah. So again, I'm not sure. I don't feel like that's a limitation of the system. I just feel like somewhere in there, they just made the decision that we're going to give focus to one screen or the other, no matter what. whatever their algorithm is. Yeah. We're going to give focus and make one louder and muffle the other. So that, yeah, that was something that stood out for sure.
0: Um. I usually play games with subtitles, so um, I think that was kind of of helpful in those situations because you could read through the text um, even if it was slightly muffled.
1: Right, right. Uh, Another thought I had on the narrative was one of the opening sequences, they're on an airplane together. And then after a bunch of stuff happens, there's one short sequence back on this airplane. and they're they're kind of jabbing at each other about whether vincent helped out or not in that in that opening sequence that we played through um and i wasn't if if that continues and we keep jumping back to the airplane then sure that works because what i see happening then is this uh prison sequence is then going to just fast forward maybe to that airplane sequence right that's kind of how i see that going but for the small bits that we saw the airplane sequence i'm not sure if it was even if there's any value in going back there, because we, we only jumped back once so far and it was so small and so insignificant that I feel like we could have gotten more out of their characters just staying where we were instead of making that jump. I'm thinking about it particularly from a movie perspective, right? Where there's jump cuts and we change chronological order and we change the timing of when this thing happens in the real world. But that was something that that I noticed
0: yeah, because all that airplane scene really tells you is they obviously managed to escape Right, right. And uh, they're on an airplane Sure Which, uh, yeah, I I don't think there was a need to really show that Sure Other than that character select screen at the beginning, but
1: um, The only other thing that I'm thinking about is in terms of in terms of making something feel real and specifically in terms of video games and some of the diversity that we see in bigger titles now you're saying that this is a smaller studio so um assuming this isn't a triple a title right but we're still both of us we're still playing white dudes um and there's actually quite a few there was some Hispanic people in the prison and there was uh, a lot of white folks in the prison, not very many black folks. So I'm wondering if that was, we know, for example, that in the American prison system, there's overpopulation when it comes to black folks because of a lot of the situations that um, it's just this nasty cycle, right? right. and that's not the prison that we were looking at in this game when we interacted with even the people that were uh that we got into fights with the people that we were talking to um i think there was uh one um black guy who we actually had conversation with and he helped us get into a certain place and get the thing we needed and then we passed it off to him and he helped us later um which uh, i kind of wondered well wouldn't
0: that guy just used that object for himself, sure, sure. <laughs> instead
1: of passing it right, on. But right. in terms of like a plot hole or whatever, yeah, right. So I don't know. That was something that stood out to me. I've been thinking about diversity a lot in in games in particular, um, and how we present how we present people of color, and if we present people of color. Um, and I know you had your Drive Talk episode that talked about privilege and things like that, so it was just something that was top of mind for me, realizing that we're coming into this playing two white guys and um, how, how that fits with us being on the couch together, how we personify ourselves in an in-game av- avatar, um, and the decision from a developer's perspective to say that, yeah, these are the two characters and these are their stories and things like that. So, that's something I'm I'm interested to see where that goes and how we know from a little bit of the back and forth between Vincent and Leo that there's one character Henry or Harry or something like that. Yeah. that has Harvey maybe. <laughs> Cuz
0: yeah, that that was something that was I was kind <clears> of <throat> questioning, well, why is Vincent helping Leo out so much in the beginning? Mm-hmm. Like, what is his motive for, like, there was a few scenes where Leo's in trouble with this Russian, uh, hulk of a guy. And, uh, um, Vincent kind of comes to his aid and it's like, well, why are you doing this? Mm. Um, and then it's kind of revealed that there's, uh, something, a bond between them of this guy that they both, um, Kind of want dead, right? Right. Um. Yeah. As far as um, I mean, I'll give video games a little bit of a pass because it's a relatively new medium when you compare it to, say, film. Sure. In okay. terms of uh, diversity. Hmm. Um. I mean the like the Mexican guy you bump or couple of guys you bump into are very stereotypical mm. um, very much a, a caricature, caricature of a, right. um, of that culture um, so maybe that was a little tone deaf in my opinion mm. um, but yeah I I think I tend to give video games a little bit of a pass um, but there is
1: definite room for improvement sure. Yeah, I, all things considered, I'm interested in you know playing through another session. I'm interested in seeing what these characters have to offer in terms of their character development and their narrative. And the mechanics, because it is a narrative game and they're trying to fit in ways for us to interact with the buttons on our controller, um, coming from playing Life is Strange and games like that, I don't expect much more than we've already been introduced to. I don't expect much more in terms of that. I will say that some of the, if you could call them puzzles, are pretty linear so far. And I'm not sure if that is still part of the introduction of the game and part of the opening tutorial, because there isn't a tutorial. It's just, we just get dropped in and making interact with the controller to make decisions. Um, so without that, maybe these sequences that we've done so far are still relatively light in terms of mechanics?
0: Yeah, it's it definitely seems very basic at this kind of beginning point. Mm. Um, I hope they do kind of expand a bit more in the problem solving. Um, I think the most fun moment was uh, there was a scene where you're kind of breaking out of your cell mm. and you kind of have to keep watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, your cells are kind of side by side and there's this corridor where the guards are kind of walking back and forth and you're keeping watch while um, the other player is kind of chiseling his way out of the uh, the cell. And um, I found that a fun, tense kind of moment
1: absolutely yeah absolutely I think there was a lot of (laughs) both of us were doing different things mechanically and both of us were focusing on different things visually on the screen and that what the one person was doing was going to be directly related to what the other person was doing as the lookout which meant that there was a forced interaction between us on the couch also between the characters on the screen and the tension was high because we know that in this game, you know, we're not going to die if we get found out, we're just going to reset. And we did hit a point where we did just reset, but that tension is still high because from a game perspective, we don't know how far we get and how far back we have to reset. So how much of the sequence do you want to play over and over and over again? Yeah. That's always a consideration when you're doing sequences like that is how much do you force the players when they make a mistake to repeat the same content i think if if that was harder for whatever reason there was some pretty big gaps between the guards watching versus how fast it was to make yourself look like you were not doing anything yeah and that was a really fast sequence which meant that we had a pretty high margin of error i wonder what it would look like if that was smaller or if Um, Or if when we got found out we went right back to the start and we got found out more often or something like that. I think that could get frustrating, but I think they had a good, whether it was from playtesting or or whatever, but I think they had a good feel for that sequence and that's why it felt good to us and it felt tense and it didn't feel belabored. Because we were doing different things the whole time.
0: And I think maybe that's one of the challenges of these type of games if you make them too hard and there's too many fail states, you kind of lose that momentum in the narrative. Um, even some of the like more traditional single-player games, um, it always kind of uh, grinds my gears, so to speak, hmm. when uh, there's a huge story piece that's kind of unraveling and you die a few times, and it's like the momentum of that story, everything that's kind of led up to this point, is now losing its momentum because you're dying, um, instead of kind of seeing it through in one kind of swoop.
1: Right, that reminds me of you talking about Far Cry 5 last time, and how a fail state in that, what you thought as a gamer was a fail state, actually propelled the narrative forward. And it was a necessary point in the fiction that you had to go through. Yeah. And until you did that, number one, as soon as you did that, you thought, oh, I've got to do this over. And then the reveal of, no, this is what needed to happen. Uh, that was a talking point for us last time as well. So I, l- I would like to see that more um, coming from a role-playing background. That's something that you can do in a role-playing tabletop game because you have control over that narrative um, versus playing through a sequence that's already crafted or scripted by a developer. But I like the idea of failing forward yeah um, and ha- having you know even even in combat, like I think we did the fight sequence in this game pretty much perfect. I don't think either of us screwed up because it was it was we had a lot of time to make enter the correct buttons yeah. Um, and it was only two buttons, too. Right? Yeah, exactly. They didn't. They didn't throw you know the kitchen sink at us in that sequence. It was pretty straightforward. But again, as a, as somebody interested in the experience, um, especially from the fail perspective, there's a number of times where I wanted to see what would happen if I screwed up, but I didn't. If that makes sense. And I'm not sure if that's just the way that I like to interact with games, or if you do something similar. But I wanted to see what would happen if I didn't punch the guy. I wanted to see what happened, like I said earlier, if I just kept trying to provoke a guard. Right? But maybe that's just my perspective.
0: Yeah, and maybe the developers only... That accounts for like 2% of the player base that sure. try to poke the holes, but... Um...
1: I do see her point. Yeah, I mean... I'm just, for example, let's say if in the fight sequence, because we, I was thrown in the ring once Leo, Vincent was thrown in the ring once Leo was already getting beaten up. Yeah. For whatever reason. And then I have to start fighting guys too. But I wonder, when I played it, I played it perfectly. I didn't miss a button. I did it on purpose to play through to get to the next stage. Because. As the narrative was going, I was very uninterested in the fight. I was interested in the outcome of the fight. Um, But I didn't at that point just put the controller down and see what would happen. And I'm just interested from a development perspective, because then you would have to script more stuff. You would have to develop more game in order to have fail states in there. And I'm interested as a Designer I'm interested in as a creator myself. What does it look like when the person just puts the controller down and says no I'm not gonna punch this dude. Right. So not something I can figure out immediately, but still interested. For sure Um,
0: Any other thoughts or comments?
1: What did you think of the voice actors?
0: It was Yeah, I would say it was kind of above the average or above par of uh, what a typical video game voice acting would be. Okay. Um, the graphics were a little rough in spots. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think, like, the way kind of the the camera work was done and the, the subtle music um. And the voice acting, it it kind of tied everything together Right, right And uh, I think it's one of those things where I wouldn't say it's stellar, but I wouldn't say it's terrible Right, um, right
1: But it is kind of a not- notch above Okay, that's interesting Yeah, for me, I felt the quality level across the board was pretty high. So that's why when you said, I think it's a small studio, I was like, oh, that's interesting because I was I was impressed with it. Seeing, like, I know the world building is not like I saw in Far Cry 5, for example. It doesn't have that same engine running it. Yeah. Um, but it still looked good. And it still, um, it had a realistic feel to it, even though, you know, these characters aren't jumping out of the screen as like some of the models that I've seen in the past. But I felt like, and this is probably coming from a game like Life is Strange, which in my opinion had really amazing voice actors, Yeah. Um, this to me felt a little bit uninspired. Um, it, yeah, it's a pretty generic tale thus far. Sure.
0: Um, I'm interested to see where it's going to go. Mm. But yeah, it, it is almost kind of a cliché tale of two guys, you know... Busting out of jail, right? Which is what we did, but...
1: right? Right. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see what happens next, and uh, whether we get through the end or not, I guess is time will tell.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, I'm interested enough to keep playing,
1: which um, there's that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, would if the question is in this game, would you keep playing? And the answer is yes. Like, I think that's what the developers want right they want you to feel like i came into this game only seeing the trailer so it's meeting my expectations from what i saw in the trailer and i'm willing to give it more of my attention more of my time so i think that's a good thing overall and as i said earlier a lot of my complaints were things that go over and above the core of the game they're like this is how i feel The characterization could be better or this is how I might improve some of the voice acting or some of the um, the narrative sequence or the uh, what we talked about the realness of some of the situations but those are all over and above the core elements of the game that I think are quite strong I think it still presents pretty high quality in my opinion. And uh,
0: do you think this game at all could work as a single-player game? I don't think there is any way to really do that. Like I don't so, think you could switch between characters. Like I think what makes this game is the fact that it's pure co-op.
1: Right, right. I think I think that is its hook, for sure. Because like you said, I don't think it's the story that's necessarily the hook for us. We've seen this kind of narrative before. Um but I think that. Oh, sorry, my phone is buzzing here. All right. I think that, um, looking at what some of the the game does and what other games have done in the co-op space, where I'm I'm remembering there's a Resident Evil game that was co-op as well. Uh, Revelations. Revelations. Yeah. yeah. And there wasn't the same kind of cinematic interactivity like we have in this game. But even still, you could jump in and jump out as the co-op because they had an AI to run your partner. And granted, in that game, there was less there was less mechanically. Like, they had the combat sequence and then moving. And maybe you'd pull a switch or you'd open a door kind yeah. of thing. But I feel like um, in some sequences, you could write an AI to do some of the things that your partner needed to do, providing that you were playing the lead actor in those instances, right. right? For example, when, uh, when we were on the roof that's being tarred, I was the one that got boosted up to climb up, to get the thing, to find a way back down, to go through. If that, to me, that felt like the lead actor in that point. And your, your um, response in that was to distract the guard at one key point. And to open the door at the other key point or break the lock so that I can right. get out. And I feel like an AI could either handle those sequences, um, or you could swap back and forth. I think there'd definitely need be more development in that, especially with the AI. AIs yeah. can't be easy to to code, especially in a game that has some of these sequences which aren't timed, which don't have like this pre built framework around how you yeah. do a sequence. So yeah, but that's that's an interesting perspective for sure. Cool. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, uh, I think that'll conclude the
1: first episode. Yeah, the inaugural episode <laughs> of uh, what are we calling this thing again? Well, we don't have a name as of yet, but I've I've enjoyed the title. James shows Darren games. So we'll run with that for now, and uh, we'll
0: be back soon to do another one of these. Uh, maybe we'll chat more about this game, or maybe we'll try something else. For sure. Alright.
1: Say goodnight, James. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>